and welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Lovarski. And I'm Nick Lovarski. Today we will be doing episode two of the Browns vs. Steelers rivalry. Uh, last podcast we did the 70s. This podcast will be the 80s. Uh, so starting off, uh, we'll talk about Clay Matthews. Uh, I believe it's the uncle or the father of the Clay Matthews who was on the Packers who helped them win a Super Bowl. Uh, he was actually drafted in 1978, who we forgot to put on last podcast. But he was really a, more of a big part of the 80s Browns. So, he, yeah, so he was drafted in 1978. Uh, he played outside linebacker, and he he was more like with T.J. Watta. He came off the edge, and I think I think Miles Garrett broke his record, but uh, originally he was the all-time sack leader for the Browns. He might still have that record, but I know Miles broke one of his records about something. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was a uh, definitely a great player for the Browns, but a lot of people think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for a couple of years now, it's a lot of people thought he could go in the Hall of Fame, but it has not yet. Even though he has like a bunch of the best stats of all time for linebackers, he's still not in the Hall of Fame for some reason. Moving on to actually getting into the 80s now. Uh, in the year 1980, the Steelers won their fourth Super Bowl uh, against the Los Angeles Rams, 31-19, to to clinch their fourth Super Bowl, where they would later get two more but wouldn't get another one until the Big Ben era. This is when they most most of the people most people remember the Steelers being great from the seventies, but in nineteen eighty, their uh their great guys like Terry Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green they still had a little bit left in the tank, so they were able to win a Super Bowl in the eighties. Yeah, um, that was uh that we won that uh by um I think it was how much how. I think we had um, we had thirty one points. It was thirty one to nineteen. The Steelers won by twelve. Yeah, so better than our first one. Uh, they put up. Yeah, a lot I think of- that's our. I think that's our best Super Bowl so far. Uh yeah, they had one against the Cowboys where they put up thirty eight. I can't remember how many the Cowboys had though. They, I think. They- I think that one we won thirty one to seventeen. Okay, I I think they put they put up they might have put up thirty eight or maybe it was that one, t- I don't know, but they did put up thirty seven and one Super Bowl against the Cowboys. So. All right, moving on to the the game of this episode. Um, it was in October twenty sixth, in nineteen eighty. Um, it was gonna be going into it a tough game for the Steelers. Because five, uh, some of their key starters were out, like Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, and Franco Harris were out with an in- injured. But the the Steelers started off the game leading after getting an interception, then then scored a touchdown, so they're up seven nothing. Wait, wait. That so what see what season was this? The nineteen eighty one season. Nineteen eighty season. Okay. Um. Then. 
Then the Browns had a bad snap on a punt, so the Steelers got good field position, but didn't get an uh didn't get a a touchdown, but a field goal, so it was ten to nothing. Then the Browns got uh, a touchdown in early in the second quarter to make it ten to seven. Then a little before halftime, Steelers kicked another field goal to make it thirteen to seven. Then the Browns fumbled in the third quarter, early in the third quarter, increasing the score twenty to seven, making the Browns um Browns down by thirteen. Then then the Browns scored um six they scored a touchdown, then the Steelers scored, but they didn't get the field goal, so it was twenty six to fourteen, down by twelve. Then they got a um a long a long drive that ended on a seven yard touchdown. Then well then a game winner well no no other points were scored. A game winner from Brian Sipe to Ozzie Newsom to make it twenty seven to twenty six. And there was still five minutes left but the Steelers couldn't score. Then Yeah. So Browns won. So this game is a little different because it was more high scoring. And uh, in this game, the Browns won and the Steelers did not. So it was a little bit different and more high scoring. Like the last game, I think, was like 15 to 9 or something like that. And we're going to try to do uh, the uh, so last episode, the uh, we picked a game the Steelers won. And this episode, we picked a game that the Browns won. Next episode, we're going to do a game the Steelers won and then go on by that. So this game was more high scoring, but it was just like the last game. It was still a close game. Mm-hmm. Only a one-point deficit a di- difference. Moving on to uh, an important play that happened in the Browns' history in 1981 playoffs. Uh play famously called Red Red 88. Um, the score was 14 to 12 and um, the Browns they were close they were about 20 yards or so away from scoring a touchdown that would probably win them the game. But Raiders safety Mike Davis intercepted a Brian Sight pass intended for Ozzie Newsom, their star tight end. I got intercepted, and which, which uh, moved the Raiders on in the playoffs, and I believe I think they might have won the Super Bowl that year as well. So to think we we were so close to defeating the Super Bowl champions, but and it's called Red Red eighty eight because I I think that was I think that's what the play was called that the Browns called. So yeah, like like yeah, but- that last. Time we did an important play in Steelers history. 
now we are doing an important play in Browns history. It didn't last time it went the Steelers' way, but this play, it went. Uh, this play, it did not go the Browns' way. Um, it was an important thing in Browns history, but uh, not in a good way. It was disappointing for a lot of Browns fans. Yeah, and to think it was fourteen to twelve, so it was a really game. So we really we could have. If that and interception I, didn't happen. Yeah, I think that was like I said. So it really could have. It you never know. We could have went on to the Super Bowl and possibly have won it. So. <laughs> Moving on to uh, another drafting the. In 1984, drafted running back Ernest Biner, which um, we will soon talk about. He uh, he was the one that did the fumble that lost them. That lost them the uh, I believe it was the AFC Championship game against against the Broncos. So he was a really good running back, but he's mainly known for that sad play, which. It's kind of sad considering he did so many great things for the Browns. It was a great running back. So, And then moving on to some more players that were drafted by the Browns. In 1985, the Browns drafted two key pl- p- players for them. Um, first, they drafted quarterback Bernie Kosar, who was their quarterback of the 80s, and really were a big part of them being that, as good as they were. They also drafted another running back, Kevin Mack, who er, him and Ernest Biner were a great running back duo and both great running backs for the Browns for a few years. Yeah. Um, during the 70s, they had a, a lot of good running backs, and during the 80s, they had a lot of good running backs. And even now, we have two great running backs, yeah. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and even Dearness Johnson, we saw him that one game against Denver, and he did not play that bad. Yeah, the. Browns have been a, a running team in their history. Mm-hmm. And even you could go all the way back to when really they first originated early on, they had Jim Brown, and when he retired, they drafted Leroy Kelly. So really, the Browns have always had great running backs. Yep. Moving on to, this isn't a play, but it's an important part of Browns history in the 80s. Um, so... It was the 1986 AFC Championship game. Uh, it was a close game all the way through. And the Browns were winning by, I think it was like 20 to 13. And the Broncos were pinned all the way back at the nine, at the two-yard line. And they had to go 98 yards if they wanted to tie it back up. So John Elway... Let a great drive, now known as the drive, and threw, kept throwing great passes, and they eventually did score the touchdown, which tied it. Sent they sent it into overtime, which the Browns couldn't do anything uh, on offense. The Broncos got the ball, they kicked the game-winning field goal, and the Broncos advanced to the Super Bowl. So if only the Browns' defense played a little bit better and were able to stop them. 
they could have went to an, a Super Bowl. Came so close, but you just weren't able. Wouldn't they weren't able to stop John Elway? Yeah, John Elway being one of the a great quarterback. Yeah. In NFL history, and another disappointing moment in Browns history, but a, an iconic moment in Browns history. Yeah, and this was like unlike when he was with the '90s, where he had a lot. He had like Shannon Sharp and Terrell Davis. He didn't really have many weapons that I can remember in the '80s. So he really did this by himself. So that's pretty yeah. impressive. I don't think they ended up winning the Super Bowl, but it was still impressive that they were able to get there. Moving on to the next season, and yet again, it was the AFC Championship game. Yet again, the Browns ended up playing the Broncos, and the score was... I I think the Browns needed, like, a, I don't know what the score... It, the Browns needed, like, a touchdown to win. And so, they it was, they were about three or four yards away. They handed it off. Oh, the, the Browns lost... So the score was thirty-eight to thirty-three, and they're about four, five or four yards away. The Browns handed it off to their star running back Ernest Biner, like I mentioned, and at the one-yard line, he fumbled the ball with a minute twelve left to go, and the Broncos advanced to their second Super Bowl. So basically, if if he scored there, they're probably going to win the game. And- yeah, but there was still some time on the clock, and with John Owen, you know, he was able to get the 98-yard drive just a year prior. So you never know. He he might have came back, and they because they would have only needed a field goal, I think, because if the Browns would have – unless they got the two-point conversion – they went and went for two, and they got the two-point conversion, they would have been up 41-38, to 38, and a field goal would have tied. But you know, probably if – he would have scored. They could have went to the Super Bowl, but fumbled yeah. at the one yard line. He came so close. Another missed opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Moving on to our I, yeah, this is our last player that got drafted in the '80s. This time it's actually for the Steelers. This time, uh, 1987, the Steelers drafted Rod Woodson, a cornerback, and he ended up being a pretty good player for them. Uh, he helped them go to the Super Bowl in the 90s when they would lose to the Cowboys, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But, he, yeah, he he was a big part of their defense. He also was a big part of the 2000 Ravens defense that he was able to win the Super Bowl. And I think he played for a couple of more teams, too. I think he played for the Raiders. But he definitely bounced around from a couple of teams. Yeah, he was a pretty solid um cornerback and uh, he was probably a big part of their defense yeah con- sure. as a continued kind of uh, our defense that some of our star players were kind of decreasing in their careers moving on next uh, the Brown which I don't think we include in our next last episode but we're adding it to this one uh, the Browns uh, during the 80s, they won more games against the Steelers. The Browns were 12-8 and eight against the Steelers in the 80s, and the Steelers were, of course, 8-12 and 12 against the Browns in the 80s. And then for our last 
thing. I also I don't think we had this in our pod last podcast either. Um, so we're gonna talk about uh, every time each of our teams won the division in the eighties. So in nineteen eighty, the Browns won the division with a record of eleven and five. And then in, no team won the division in nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty two. But then in nineteen eighty three, the Steelers won the division with a ten and six record. In the next year, nineteen eighty four, the Steelers won the division with a record of nine and seven. And then the next year, in nineteen eighty five, the Browns won the division with an eight and eight record. And then in nineteen eighty six, the Browns also won the division again with a twelve and four record. And then for the third straight year, they also won the division with a ten and five record. Then in nineteen eighty eight, neither team won the division. And then in nineteen eighty nine, the Browns won the division with a nine six and one record. So the Browns had more. Uh, the Browns had more times being leading the division, right? Yeah, the Browns won it five times uh, compared to the Steelers two times. So, kind kind of the Browns were more dominant, even though they had they didn't have a Super Bowl as the Steelers did. They made it to the uh, playoffs uh, more often, I th- and. Yeah, they had more chances to make it the Super Bowl than the Steelers did. I think. Yeah, I think that uh, probably the Browns were the better team in the eighties. Yeah, uh, they really didn't do much in the playoffs. They did well. They did win playoff games, but weren't able to get to the Super Bowl. But they were definitely more. They were probably a better team in the eighties, and even shows when they went head to head, the Browns won more games. So. Yep. All right, and that ends. Uh, episode two of the Browns and Steelers rivalry. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Episode three will be coming out next week in July. First episode in July. And we'll we'll see you then. We oh uh, we might. Yeah, we we'll might. Tr- we'll try and get a podcast maybe uh, later on in this week. Yeah, we're going to see who wins the Stanley Cup finals because it just started like um, it's going to start soon. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about that. Maybe a sports talk coming up before before next week. Yeah. As, as always, I'm Evan Swarski. And I'm Jacqueline Varsky. And we'll see you ne- uh, next time. Peace.